1: Thank you for joining me today on 5G Talent Talk. I am so excited that you are here, and I am also very, very excited to introduce to you my guest for today, Kevin Nolan. He is the president of Vision Technologies. Kevin, thanks for joining me today.
2: Thank you, Karen. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: So, Kevin, I just respect you so much as a leader, and I want to hear a little bit more about your journey. You know How you got to the seat that you're in today?
2: So I initially was in the military. I was in the Air Force. Then when I got out of the Air Force, I started working for an integrator in Virginia. And I met this guy named John Shetram. He and a couple partners of his had a company in the 80s and 90s. And so I interviewed and I went to work for John. And back in those days, in the early 90s, 92 is when I started working for him. I just wanted to be an engineer. So I was doing things, now I'm going to date myself, but back then you're configuring network management systems and operating systems and things like that. And what happened to me was, and it was a small company and some of the teammates there started bringing up issues and they were sending me to John to bring up these issues. And <laughs> it was like that old life commercial where they say, let's get Mikey to do it. And so I started talking to John about this, the other thing. And John started asking me, well, what what do you think? And lo and behold, I didn't realize it at the time because I was too young and naive. But uh, one day he said to me, so congratulations, you're going to be a manager. And I was like, no, 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 no. that I'm not doing that. But obviously he saw something that I didn't at the time. So that's how I got into management. And then in that company, I ran a department, I ran a business unit. And then eventually John, his partner, sold the company. I took over for him after he left. And then... Flash forward. I was ninety-seven. Flash forward three years later, in two thousand, he was retired, and I talked to him out of retirement to go into business with me, and then we started Vision Technologies in two thousand.
1: Wow, twenty years. Well, twenty-two years now. Yes, Congratulations. You wow. guys
2: in a garage till. Now. Yeah.
1: Tell me the story. I want to hear. I want to hear the story of Vision Technologies, and just a little bit about you know the industries you serve, your solutions.
2: So a little bit of story about vision, starting the garage because all IT companies have to start in the garage. Yes, they do. <laughs> it was rough going in the beginning. We had, there were four of us, John and myself, and then we had two other partners. And almost before we got started, one partner got kidney disease and he had to exit the business almost before we got started. And then six months into it, our CFO, who was 55 at the time, died of a heart attack. So we went from four to three to two real quick. And, you know, and then nine eleven 11 hit. And so we were definitely looking ourselves in the eye at that time about uh, probably wasn't the greatest time to start a company. But we persevered and did the typical entrepreneurial thing, work day and night, you know, and so forth and so on. So flash forward to today, we're about 200 million revenue, 600 something teammates, plus uh, another 100 something partners that we put on the street every day. We serve a plethora of converged technologies. So we're in physical security, audiovisual, wireless, Wi-Fi, DAS, or cellular reinforcement. We're also in cabling or infrastructure in a big way. And then last but not least, we have some government contracts where we do classic IT outsourcing.
1: So with all the industries that you serve, where do you see the greatest opportunity, let's say over the next five years?
2: So I guess I'll say two things. If you think about the macro trends in society right now, everyone's mobile, wireless, we play there. All that data needs to be secured. Those networks need to be secured. We play there. All that data, prevalence of data is being stored in in the cloud, which is really a sea of servers and data centers, and we play there. And so sometimes it's better to be more lucky than good. We are positioned technically in areas that uh, are growing like hockey sticks and will continue to grow like hockey sticks far into the future as we can see. And then when you add on that, obviously the theme of this podcast, 5G, with the uh, emergence and Eventually, over the next handful of years, maybe the prevalence of 5G, that is certainly going to create many, many more opportunities to, I mean, all kinds of tech that we know of and things we can't imagine. But as you know, there's you know, wired and wireless. So the uh, the, the density of, of those uh, small cells and DAS and Wi-Fi, you know, WAPs is, is going to increase dramatically and that's going to also fuel our growth.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. Exciting times ahead, right?
2: It is, absolutely.
1: (laughs) So, you know, it's on everyone's mind right now is retention and hiring and recruiting Mm -hmm. and workforce shortages and, you know, the future of work and what it looks like and hybrid versus remote versus in office. I mean, that's the conversation we're hearing right now. So I know that at Vision you have a strong company culture, and I know that that you know really helps you with all of the, those things that I mentioned. So tell me a bit about the culture at Vision.
2: Well, the culture, first of all, you know, forged in in John Shetron's DNA, has always had a passion about great customer service. But really, the way I frame it up is sort of this Venn diagram that I put out there, which is at the top, it's World-class teammate experience, that's what we call our employees teammates, world-class teammate experience, world-class customer experience, and world-class results. And that's the way we focus uh, with the intention being the teammate on top, because you in the service industry, you know, if you don't have happy, invested, well-trained teammates, then you just you don't have a shot at providing good customer service. So when you think about culture, it's really making investments in our teammates, growing our company. Because not, not for the sake of growth, but growth creates opportunity. And what we try to do and what I've tried to do for 22 years is be a growth company so we can create jobs and we can build careers. And so what we try to do here is, is we're making massive investments in, in our people. And it's everything from investments in HR and recruiting and staffing to Vision University. This past year, we launched our first Vision Leadership Academy, which is specifically focused on investing in future leaders to develop the farm system. Obviously, lots and lots of technical training in our organization, career pathing. And so what we're trying to do here is basically create an environment where you can join Vision and you spend the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years here. And why would you want to? Because it's a great environment. People like to, obviously, I'm a little prejudiced in that statement, but it is true. We have, we have people that have been with us, even in John's previous company that are here for 15, 20 years that predate the this company to be been with us 25, 30 years. So clearly, we have an environment where people like working with each other, like serving their customers. But more importantly, it's a place where you can build your career. You can, whatever you want to achieve personally, professionally, economically, you could do it here. You don't have to jump companies to get where you want to go.
1: Wow, that is brilliant, and I really believe that that's the the secret sauce for the future for companies is mm. to you know be able to serve a human being's needs throughout their career path and throughout their life. Right? I want to hear more about the Vision University. I mean, and then the leadership as well. But let's what is Vision University, and when was it created?
2: So clearly, in our industry, you've always done technical training. You, you sort of had to. And then we have dabbled in professional development training, soft skills training. But a couple of years ago is when I realized that we really need to get way more formal in the soft side of it to develop our teammates, whether it's uh, developing in their customer service skills or developing in their supervisory leadership skills. So Vision University is a, a concept that I, I borrowed from others. I, I'm claim to create it, but you know, it's not wrong with borrowing a good idea. And conceptually, it's it's like a university. So think of you go to a college university, and you have different majors or different schools. So it could be a school of project management, school of safety, school of this technology or that technology, school of leadership, and a whole bunch of classes. And there's a vision yeah. learning management system. Learning management. Yes. System,
1: the kind of vision, the vision. Okay, so Kevin, tell me about the Vision Learning Management System because we actually are looking at that at Broadstaff too right now about putting something like that in place. So tell me about that.
2: So a while ago, we hired a person dedicated to that. So we had the concept and we started building it out and we brought in a person to evaluate platforms and eventually shortlist and pick a platform and then launch the platform. And of course, with the platform that you buy, you have a lot of training built in. That comes with it, but then there's also a plethora of our custom classes and then technical classes that go with it. So whether it's technical training or on-the-web training or customized leadership training that may, we may be doing in-house, all those things can be accessed by teammates through the portal. And of course they can be tracked whether you know tracking it from a management perspective or a teammate being able to track their path and their career. And and if you think about career pathing, certain certifications or classes that you want to go through or need to go through to prepare yourself to get the next position up or the next promotion. Mm -hmm. So it allows people to have a much greater hand in managing their own career by them knowing what the career path looks like, at least from a training perspective, what training and certifications you need. And then of course, there's the other subjective things with your, your manager and leader. But it lets people be proactive and be as aggressive as they want to be in terms of getting themselves educated and making themselves more marketable and working themselves into the next promotion opportunity.
1: Yes, yes. I love it. I could talk to you about that for hours. Tell me about you as a leader and, you know, did your leadership style, you know, change over the years? Have you always had just certain principles that guide you and that you live by? Talk about that for a minute.
2: It just certainly changed over Years because I will admit that in my young days, I was not a good leader. I was more of a manager. So in my young days, when I got put in my first management position, I was a type A hard charger and and I tried to drive everyone else to produce results. And being young and naive, I thought that was that's what it was about. And then you flash forward through the years, especially when we started Vision and it's your own company and you you know, you're recruiting people to come join you. And some people did and some people didn't. And the people who didn't, I learned some painful lessons that, you know, I was a taskmaster and that didn't, you know, that, that had a short shelf life. So I think combination of age and experience really started to mature my leadership skills. Now, I've always had a natural curiosity. I've always wanted to learn and I have. But over the years, uh, I've certainly learned to fundamentally change the way I lead and it's it's more about motivating, inspiring, investing in people, creating an environment, culture, uh, creating an environment where they can grow and they can thrive and they can achieve what they want to achieve. And my job primarily is to hire smart people and create an environment where they can succeed. So set expectations, get out of the way, let them do what they need to do and be there to help them and give them guidance and coaching if I need to.
1: Has your style changed or you know what you're committed to has that changed any over the course of the pandemic with you know remote work versus hybrid versus in office and then you know the, this this you know the great resignation there's been so much in our workforce that has changed just in the past two years. Have, has there been any changes at vision technologies due to that or maybe in your own way of leading?
2: I'll answer both those questions. So one's longer than the pandemic, which is you go back to that taskmaster used to be a time where i was focused on competing and winning and it was a zero-sum game and now i don't focus on competing and winning i focus on me and us just being a better version of ourselves there's plenty of business to go around and there's you know the industry's growing and, and i think if we just show up every day and we're our best selves individually and as a team we do great things for our customers and we're continuing just to try to learn and grow but we'll be better tomorrow than we are today. And and just I have a growth mindset rather than a, uh, a task mindset or a goal mindset. So that's, that's on the philosophy. Now, when you bring it into COVID, I think what we learned, like everyone did, in the beginning of COVID, we're all rookies and leading through that, unless you're 110 years old and you live through the nice <laughs> next And so what was interesting that we learned about COVID was it wasn't just a business crisis, which, you know, we've been through business crisis and economic crisis before, but this was 24-7. And it didn't affect just people's livelihoods, but it affected their lives. And so you had to really ratchet up your connection, your empathy, and that was made more difficult to do by the fact that we weren't together anymore. We had to learn the Zoom thing mm-hmm. that we're doing now, which we take for granted every day now. And so lots of challenges and lots of learning for all leaders everywhere went into that. So you know, when you think about today, You know, we were in a situation where many of our people had to show up on customer sites every day, so they never had the opportunity and don't have the opportunity in the service organization to be remote. And so we did a really good job. Our team did a really good job putting safety protocols and health safety protocols into place and scouring the globe to find back in those days, find them sanitizers and wipes and masks and all those types of things. Now when you think about the hybrid workforce, I think that is here to stay. And I think we're navigating through the situation where people want to connect. Humans are natural connectors. That combined with what we've been used to for the last two years, people, some people don't want to come back in the office. Some people have in their head that, you know, the commute is lack of productive time, et cetera, et cetera. So we're not forcing an issue. We don't have a, uh, a quota or anything, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to ease people back into the office by trying to create environments, situations in the office that give people a reason to come here, not just show up here and work in your cube versus work at home. And that could be simple things like fun things, like hookouts. It could be as work-related things like uh, staff meetings or whatever. But we're trying to manufacture for lack of a better phrase opportunities that make people want to come into the office and have a purpose to come into the office mm. so that's mm. kind of where we're at now
1: yes I, I agree with you in fact we've had the situation here where we don't people don't want to leave the office so we've got a limited amount of space because I didn't get more space. I thought, well, we're not going to need it, right? We're going to have such a large remote team. And now we have so many people that want to be in the office and be together that we're struggling with space issues. So I agree with you on creating an environment That, you know, whether it is remote or an office where people really want to be and that, you know, that having that growth mindset, I think, is so important. Um, Everything you have said to me is resonating and spot on with how to build the workforce of the future. People centric. Right. Putting people first. And that's what matters. And that's what you're doing at Vision. So let's talk about the future. The vision of vision, right? And let's look at, you know, where will vision be in the next five years? What are some exciting projects you're working on? Some things you can share with us?
2: Well, from a project perspective, this is where I might get in trouble from an NDA perspective. <laughs> so I don't know whether, whether I'm allowed to say or not say, but we've won some really nice projects lately, big projects that we're, we're doing. HQ2 for the, the big box store that is in our local area in Northern Virginia lots of data center projects. Uh, Some of those names I can't name, but they're big hyperscales that most of us are familiar with. As far as what our future looks like, again, we're in a technology space that continues to grow. I think things like 5G, I think things like IoT and intelligent buildings, intelligent campuses, smart warehousing is going to continue to drive our growth. So what we're trying to do is we're just trying to grow and create those opportunities for people. We have a an organic growth strategy, we have an acquisition growth strategy, and then on top of that, you know, I'm just trying to make massive investments in our people because I don't want to outstrip our ability to deliver, and I'm also making big investments in our leadership. You definitely need good leadership as we Vision is a national company right now, and so we're going to continue to expand in the regions we're in and expand into more regions. So our national growth is gonna increase in our future. And in order to do that, we just need to keep making, I mean, I'm making multi-million dollars investment, investments year over year over year in our leadership and our people and our frontline supervisors and our frontline leadership. And and that's just all about being able to put the best team on the field to service our customers to continue to fuel that growth and create opportunities for people.
1: Mm. you know, I wish I had a dollar for every time you said people during this interview. And it is that's exactly where leaders need to be right now. And for the future is investing in your people. And throughout this entire interview, you have come back over and over to investments in people and growth. And, you know, it's interesting because you've even said, you know, I, we're doing this, this, and this to create opportunities for our people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I I just this has just been such a beautiful message. And I think it is something that people all over the world are looking for right now, that type of culture and that those types of leaders that are going to have these things top of mind. So I just I want to thank you for coming on the show. This has been delightful and I've learned a lot from you and I might borrow just a few things from you if you don't mind. Um, (laughs) I'll give you credit. I promise. I'll give you credit. Give me
2: credit because most things I do are borrowed from someone else. So.
1: Okay, good. We'll just pass them around. I'm, so, I'm
2: good at editing instead of creating it.
1: you got it. Me too. Me too. So where can we go to learn more about vision technologies and also careers?
2: So visiontechnologies.com. Go to our website. And of course, we have a careers page there. And we are hiring in various parts of the country in all kinds of positions. So... If you like what you hear or you've heard about us and you want to join our team, please check us out on the website. Come join us.
1: Wonderful. We, all the help we can get. Yes, I know, right? We need all the help we can get. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. It's Thank, thank you. you for authenticity. And I've really enjoyed it. So we will talk thank very you. soon, I'm sure. You take care. And
2: I told you off the air, but I do enjoy your podcast. It's a great oh. podcast, very educational. and not only learning about uh, the wireless network and things that are in the future, but learning from a lot of great leaders you've had on. So thank, thank
1: you. you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. It means so much. All right. Well, we will talk very soon. I appreciate you, Kevin.
2: All right. I appreciate you. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to another informative episode of 5G Talent Talk, brought to you by RCR Wireless News Telecom careers and Broadstaff talent solutions. As we advance into the future, we promise to bring you the resources you need to navigate this ever changing landscape of 5G to help you attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. To access the show notes or leave a review, visit BroadstaffGlobal.com. Until next time.